This episode of What's the Chat podcast is brought to you by Audio Problems. You want audio problems? We got them. So go to the fridge, grab a drink, kick back, relax, and enjoy the show. Tiberius Ward here, joined by Philadelphia Joseph Stockley. Welcome to the third installment of What's the Chat podcast. Um, ratings are down significantly from episode one to two, mostly because uh, I thought it was a pretty good episode, but uh, we didn't get as much viewership. Um, my guess is because it probably sounded like dogs at a dog park on top of each other at about the 30 minute mark. But we're open. <laughs> we're hoping. We're hoping. We're hopeful that we can change that for episode three. Uh, I'm Jimmy Ward, obviously Phil Stockley. Um, welcome, welcome on, Phil. What's, What's going, going on? on? Uh, not much. Right there, we just talked on top of each other. Hopefully, that doesn't uh, doesn't affect things. That wasn't technical difficulties, though. No, not at all. Uh, just another note. Later on in the program. Uh, we'll have uh, Devin Chang from Chang Performance. Uh, he's going to give us some tips about fitness. Not like you and I need any. And uh, maybe yeah. we'll... Fitness guru right here. Maybe we'll ask him about uh, some craft beer options too. Who maybe knows? we'll give him a few tips on fitness. Yeah, he could use it. So that'll come be coming up in our uh, third segment of the program. Maybe our second one. We're not sure yet. Who knows? But uh, I want to get into... A crazy story you told me. I shouldn't laugh because it's not it's not funny. This is actually pretty horrible, but I've never heard of this happening. Please, please, Phil, tell the folks out there your story about the pothole. Well, you know, it it the more I think about it, the more I'm like, maybe it's my fault too. Uh I I've known I've needed to do the shocks on my car. And it's one of those things where it's like I can get by. You know what that's like. And uh, so I'm driving down Grote Road yesterday. And I'm coming, I'm just coming around a bend. And there's this huge pothole in the right, on the right-hand side. And there's like no time to, to swerve. There's a car next to me. There's the Meridian next to me on the other side. And I'm like, just brace for impact. Because like when I hit a pothole in my, in my 2006 Civic, it's like you've been in a head-on collision. And uh, so I hit this thing. It's like not the first one I've hit. So I'm like, God, oh, it's bracing, whatever. But I smoked this thing. And the whole bottom right side of my windshield just like spider cracked up. Like blew out the bottom right corner of my windshield. I was so mad. So I'm like, then I'm like talking to everybody. I'm like, they got to fix the potholes in this city and... Anyways, here we are. We're talking about potholes now. <laughs> yeah, exciting content. But honestly, the potholes are atrocious. I mean, not like I've been out around driving, but like if you're anywhere, especially on the north side of Edmonton, it's like driving through a damn potato field. Well, the north side of Edmonton is like a war zone anyways on the best of days. <laughs> oh, man. You know what? I love the north. I grew up north end. You know, so just so people know, Jimmy's a North Sider through and through. I'm a South Sider through and through. So, yeah, everybody's got somebody on their side on this podcast. Well, 
I mean, there are a lot of things that only Northsiders would understand. Uh, and obviously there's, you know, same thing with the South, but like, I couldn't do it. I couldn't live Southside. Just, and I, I have lived Northside and it was the worst three years of my life. Those are the best three years of your life. You met me in that time. You were <laughs> robbed at knife point. Well, that's another story. <laughs> yeah. Tell us the story about getting robbed. Oh, geez. So me and a, uh, we were actually going to Bible college at the time and me, like back when I was in Bible college, I was like, uh, I grew up in Lacklebish, Alberta. Uh, not that that's a safe place, <laughs> but I lived out on an acreage and I was always, I've always been like a happy go lucky. Like I could like talk to any old stray dog. It wouldn't even matter, but we're, I'm walk I'm walking down the street and these two like young, probably teenagers, I like walking towards me and I'm like, whatever, like keep walking. Next thing I know, these two kids pull knives on me and I'm with another guy who went to Bible college with me. Jimmy knows who the guy is. I don't want to say his name because I don't know if he wants me to, to, to tell this story about him, but well, it was like terrifying. These guys, this kid like pulled a switchblade on me and this other kid had like a big kitchen butcher knife. And I was like, sheesh, man, like, have my wallet I, i'm a poor college student so yeah talk about picking the wrong person to rob you're you're on you're on the north side and like this is not a very good area of north side we're talking like close to 118th and like a hundred and what fourth street yeah like right behind the value village yeah why i'm walking around over there anyways like well it is, it's because i lived over there like where were you going it's going to the mac store <laughs> good old max <laughs> Grab a slush. <laughs> yeah, well, you ain't grabbing a slush that day. What did he take? What'd you have on you? A buck seventy-five. No, I had no money, man. I don't didn't have any cash on me. But uh, but yeah, debit card took everything. No slurpee for me. And you have to understand, like the guy that he was with is like you ever you ever like awesome guy. Oh, I mean, he is an awesome guy. But you ever want to be with like somebody in a situation like that? Um. He's probably not the guy. He's like a buck 30, I think. <laughs> yeah. Soaking wet, but amazing dude. But like in a, when you're getting robbed, man, you want somebody who's like six foot five, you know, 250 with you. It was like the complete opposite. And I just, I remembered, I think you called me and you're like, dude, I got robbed. At, I got a knife pulled on me. And I'm like, what? I'm like, are you kidding me? And then the fact that you were with, you know, our mutual friend there. And I was like, Oh my God. I'm like, he must've just wet himself. That's terrible. So another funny twist to that story is so later on that evening, I get a phone call from a, a homeless person. And he said, I found your wallet in a garbage can in a dumpster. I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's amazing. And like, my social insurance card was still there. The only thing missing was my ID. They, the, the guys took my ID. And um, so this homeless guy comes to my apartment and he gives me my wallet and he's like standing there for a second. I think he's like looking for a reward or something and like total like oblivious me. I'm like, thank you. And I like close the door <laughs> on this poor guy. Oh man. Well, it's not like, like and like now thinking back, I'm like, I should have done something for this guy. Like he didn't have to do that. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, and you have to understand at the time we were pretty financially strapped. I mean, do you remember? Oh, I, I was so broke. It's not even funny. Do you remember when we, on Wednesdays, we used to go down to the globe on 109th for, for wing Wednesday. It was what? 35 cent wings. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was cheaper than that. Yeah. It might've been like 20 cents or 15, fi- 15 cents. cents or... Yeah. Oh man. And now there's a higher rise there. I remember getting food poisoning. I used I used to get so we used to go to to there for wings on a Wednesday, and then we used remember we used to have chapel on Thursdays. And yeah, like the, you felt like total garbage. I I seriously would sit there with just absolute tummy rot, like my guts were rumbling because we'd pound back like fifty wings. Well, and then Jimmy asks if they have blue cheese dip, and they say, no, we don't. And then two minutes later, they've mysteriously found some. Oh, man, that's... And, and he eats it anyways. Yeah, that was that was probably one of my biggest mistakes. I love blue cheese, but I, I wasn't thinking. I wasn't in the right frame of mind when they told me they didn't have some, and all of a sudden they found it. They probably scraped that thing from, like, the rim of a toilet. <laughs> put it into a ramekin and said, here's your blue cheese, you bastard. And then all of a sudden I'm just, that'll be four dollars. Yeah. I'm going, yeah. The dips were way more than the wings. I'm so I'm going to town. I'm, I'm a big dip person. I need like eight sides of ranch with wings. But, um, I just remember the next day I was just, I was absolutely just ralphing, like ralphing for like, you like told me you're like throwing up blood. Oh man. That's just, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was throwing up blood. It was, brutal covid's got nothing on you man i know that was like our buddy our buddy uh our buddy ty when he told us the story how he had went to the globe with some friends and he he ate so many damn wings they had to carry him out yeah he needed assistance (laughs) to his vehicle he had a hundred wings or something like that (laughs) i'm just picturing that life alert meme where the the (laughs) woman's coming off the bed (laughs) <laughs> oh man that's just wild that was a sketchy place too though oh the globe oh yeah it was it was insane speaking of so have you ever have you ever seen on twitter there's this guy it's like edmonton police scanner yeah actually i was gonna tell you i just started following them with our what's the chat thing and uh yeah he so you can listen to the live scanner they got a they got a pin tweet that allows you to listen yeah. to listen to it and so I'm reading through these and some of them are pretty standard. And I came across one where it was like dude in a cowboy hat running down again. I think it was 118th and 106 in just a cowboy hat. And just I'm assuming he was just wingling, wiggling his ding dong down the street or something. I don't know. But it was just <laughs> absolutely hilarious when I started reading. I that. think that's normal. Wow. On that on that chat, on that Twitter page. Well, I hadn't seen anything like that or not, but I just recently started started following it. So, you know, that's kind of where I was at with that. But um yeah, have you listened to it at all? Yeah, I have I have a few times. And uh especially it's actually kinda handy when like you notice like a police presence somewhere, you just pop that on. Yeah, that's kind of what I did because I I noticed that Air One flying around my area, and I find that a little strange considering where I live now. I I live a little more, uh, I'd say, 
uh, upper middle class north, I'll call it, if that even exists. So, like, really low class south. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, just joking. Just, Jimmy has a beautiful house, yeah, you guys. It's, it's finally some hard work pays off here. So, um, so, anyways, I hear this thing flying around and I'm paranoid because in my old neighborhood, someone got shot or stabbed yeah, or something. He had nothing to worry about because typically it had nothing to do with you. But I'm, you know, I'm going, okay, this thing's flying a little close. So, of course, I jump on Twitter and that's how I found the, the page. And then it turns out that there was a robbery. Um, and they, and, and the suspect had fled on foot and they were, they were looking for him. So, um, they caught him or not. And that's how I came across it is, it's actually, it's pretty cool. I mean, if you ever want to sit there and I mean, you got nothing to do in the quarantine besides listen to what's the chat podcast and a police scanner, you know, give her a rip. Well, for sure. I remember we, uh, my business partner and I, we were driving around doing some work this last summer and. I think I think it was like a peace officer or something was going was like taking a bucket and like a like one of his devices to check people's speed and like sitting on the bucket in the on like the the middle meridian down 97th in the in the north side so my business partner calls like the non-emergency line and he's like get this idiot off the meridian he doesn't need to be sitting in the meridian on a bucket, like no, like no safety vest or anything. Just his like shirt, like just his like like peace officer uniform, like disheveled hair, like total. He looked like a homeless guy actually, and like we were trying to like describe him to the non-emergency line, <laughs> and then we put the police scanner on in the vehicle. And they described him as a homeless person sitting in the middle meridian. <laughs> no way. On oh, 97th Street. Because you could like hear the call go out to the police. And then they're like, yeah, we'll go check it out. I wonder how many of those descriptions they get like, hey, man. Uh, yeah, uh, he told me he's well, five foot nine. Looks like Joe Dirt. Uh, you know, so <laughs> just or whatever there. Uh, folks, we're going to take a little uh, bit of a break. But uh just stick with us here as we uh, move into our next segment of What's the Chat podcast. This is Jimmy Warden, Philip Stockley, coming at you pre-recorded. Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, this is Jimmy Ward. I'm alongside Philadelphia Stockley. Uh, Phil. Uh, before we went to break, I cannot believe I did not mention this to you, but uh, we were talking sort of about police, crime, north, south. I want to tell you something. Somebody somebody stole my garbage cans. Well, it doesn't surprise me. What, what side of the city do you live on? Deep north, my friend. <laughs> what I call the right side. <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, Thursday's, uh, what is it, Thursday's garbage day, so I wanted to move my garbage out a little early, you know, be a responsible adult, and uh, yeah, so I get my, you know, obviously my son's home, right, so when you're not, you know, you're doing some homeschooling and a little bit of slave labor, so I asked him, I said, hey man, uh, you take the garbages to the garbage or whatever, and reluctantly he decides to do it, and uh, yeah, sure enough, boom, gone. He's like, Dad, our garbage cans are gone. 
You know, I think I thought he's pulling my leg at first. Right away, you're like not surprised. No, I was a bit surprised. This is something I expected to happen in my old neighborhood, not my. You know, Did not... it ever happen in the? How many years were you at your old place? Eight years. Uh, I was there for ten. No, it never happened there. Years? No, no one stole my garbage cans. I had people break into my car and go through my garage, but not my garbage cans. Sheesh. Like, you know, like, I kind of feel like... Get get air one out on that one. Yeah. Come on, find my trash cans. I should go to walk down the alley and see if somebody stole the damn thing. But (laughs) anyway, another story for another day. Uh, One of the things I wanted to ask you is we have no sports right now. So there's no basketball, no football, no baseball, no hockey. Can't remember if there was ever a time when all the sports were shut down, but I was and thinking I was about reading that UFC is done too. Now he, <laughs> like Dana White said he was going to continue to like do events during COVID, but it just came out like he's there done too. Yeah. There's no way anybody's doing any kind of events right now, but I wanted to ask you, like, obviously now they're showing like old games and old series. Do you, are there any things that you were watching live? Like, not live in person, but maybe just on TV or whatever, where you're just like, oh my gosh, like, I can't believe I saw that. Like, watching a live game or something. Like, do you have anything where you're like, okay, take me through it? Uh, just thinking off the top of my head, probably, like, the highlight for me would have been the Flames in 04. Um, when they went on their Stanley Cup run. Uh, I am a huge Flames fan. Uh, please don't shut off our podcast. <laughs> But um, I vividly, like, remember that Game 7 versus Vancouver uh, in the in the first round when I think I think Ed Jovanovsky was in the penalty box at the end of the game and the Flames were up by one and they tied it shorthanded with the goalie pulled. And I was like, oh, so heartbroken. But then uh, good old Marty Jelena came back and he won it for us in overtime. And... He- uh, I've never been, I don't think I've ever been so excited about anything like sports related, like from watching. Jelena was an absolute beauty, eh? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Especially in that playoff run for Calgary. Like I think he got like three series winners. That's insane. Like most people. He did. He also did score the Stanley Cup winning goal for the Flames that year too. If you remember. (laughs) (laughs) Poor guy. Do you, you ever take back you ever that one goal where Calgary just got robbed, eh? That was it. That's the that that was Yelena. He that would have won the Stanley Cup. Yeah, that puck was in the net, man. That's a conspiracy, I think. Hey, they wanted they wanted some no market team to win so they could produce a fan base there. They don't need to do it yeah, in they Calgary. More than twelve fans in the stands in Tampa Bay, or at least that's what Oiler fans would have said. Any damn excuse from them. I'm a big Rangers fan. A lot of people do know that, and obviously you're a big Flames fan, and we unanimously hate Oiler fans. I just I can't stand it. The the <laughs> arrogance in the city, like literally, have had two absolute generational players. And they still find things to whine about. It's unreal. I, I just find it funny how it's almost like they're not allowed to make the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like Oilers are going to make the playoffs, guys. Let's just throw an infection out there and yeah, yeah, they, end the season now before it happens. Well, yeah, and they probably they were going to make the playoffs this year, and it was very curious to see what they would have done. But I was so looking forward to it. You're looking at like an Edmonton Calgary first round. Oh my gosh. 
Like, dude, I don't know if my heart could have handled it. Like, just think of the abuse if the Oilers had won that series, and you just they would just be rub. Like, the thing is, is if you win, you know they'll say like, "Oh, quit being such a troll." But man, if they win, it's nonstop in your face. Oh yeah. Well, you were at the Rangers game this year, right? Oh my gosh! Don't even get me started on that. Weren't the Oilers like just giving you guys a oh. bare bum spanking? Yeah, it was like seven. It was like honestly, it was a nightmare. Okay, it's like six or so. My wife, you know, or I can't. I I got tickets somehow. I think actually my sister and Devin actually got us the tickets, or maybe it was my. I can't remember how we got the tickets, but anyways, yeah, we go to the game. I'm pumped. I got the jersey on, and it's date night with the wife. And uh, we're just getting shellacked. And I'm at the point where I'm like, I'm really trying to enjoy this night out with my wife. Because, like, having three kids and stuff, you're you're not always, like, going to have these times. But you know me, man. I'm just – I'm in the dumps. I got Oiler fans around me just cheering, like, oh, my gosh. And they're saying things like, we're going to win the cup this year. And I'm thinking, man, shut the F up. Like, in my seat, I'm, I get my phones buzzing. And I'm just well, like, you're not even allowed to wear another team's jersey in that building. No. Didn't you know that? I wore my Pavel Bure jersey. It was spectacular. So anyways, then all of a sudden, they start to come back. And you just watch the Oilers fans turn. Man, they just started turning like, man, we need to trade this guy. Why did we trade Ryan Strom? Why, you know, Dreisaitl sucks. You know, I'm like, dude, you guys have, like, two of the top, like, three players in the National I Hockey would, League. I would, I would say they've got the top two players, in my opinion. Yeah, like, it, it, I mean, you could argue, okay, two of the top five, whatever. But, like, honestly, how are you guys not, like, killing teams? Like, how bad is your team that, that you have, like, two, like, 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 most teams would die for a superstar like that. Like, what do we got? We got Panarin and Zabinajad. Who in which I love, and I think they're very underrated players. But like McDavid and Dreisler, are you kidding me? How are you not like stomping teams? Like, and I know they're going to make the playoffs, and who knows how far they would have went. But I don't know. Oilers just Oilers fans just drive me nuts. Like they don't even understand the gold mine that they have in a Connor McDavid. Well, and your team doesn't have to face him five times a year, six times a year, whatever it is. Thank goodness. I honestly can't stand it. Every time Calgary plays Edmonton, Edmonton, Connor McDavid just like takes over and scores these unreal goals against Calgary every time, blows by our defensemen. And it's like he just like puts it into another gear against the Flames. And you know what I compare it to? Like, do you remember when Calgary beat Edmonton for like three or four seasons in a row every single game. Mm-hmm. Mika Kiprasov was the reason why they did that. Kiprasov was like the oiler killer. He he just shut the door against the Oilers. He'd show up, he'd play every single time he played the Oilers. And it's like I feel like Connor McDavid does that against Calgary. He just shows up and just makes us look foolish. Do you remember like I used to actually didn't mind the Oilers back in like the mid nineties when they were, when they were going on those playoff runs against like Dallas and it was just like a bunch of lunch pail type players like Buckberger, Greer, you know, Kovalenko. Yeah. Boris Mironoff, like Dan McGillis, like all these bums, right? Like, yeah, I don't want to say they're yeah. bums, but like, you know, a couple of those guys are pretty good, but like, I don't know. It's like after the Oh six run, they just became so arrogant. It was like, we're going to get Heatley. We're going to get Hosa. And they're trying to throw money at all these guys. And I'm thinking, Man, the best moves you guys ever made was the fact that those guys said, no, can you imagine if they had signed Marion Hosa for like 10 years like they wanted to do or like Danny Heatley? 
Like, are you kidding me? And then, like, they were so mad when Nylander went to Washington. It was like, man, it was like a blessing these guys said no. Like, I'm sorry Danny Healy didn't want to shovel snow for eight months and went to San Jose. Like, and then, like, they get Connor McDavid and they rub it in everybody's face as if, like, you know, as if, like, Calgary passed him up. It's like, no, you Muppets. Like, I'm sorry that we didn't have eight first round pick, first overall picks. Like, I'm sorry that we weren't absolutely atrocious for so long that we ended up getting Connor and they got Connor McDavid in a year where they didn't even finish last. Like Buffalo was last by like a country mile. And then they laugh like my, but you know, Andrew's a Sabres fan. Yeah. And he says, Oiler fans just rub it in. It's like, ha ha. We got McDavid and you at Eichel. Like as if he, as if he, he didn't pick the right ball out of the lottery. Like, Man, yeah, just be thankful. Eichel's nothing to hang your head on, though. No, he, he's a he's an absolute dynamite player. But yeah, um, yeah. Anyways, if anyone's still listening, since we've bashed the Oilers for ten minutes, but <laughs> well worth it. I'm sure there'll be more uh, Oiler bash sessions, and if you want to come on and uh, defend your team, you're more than welcome. Yeah, we might not make time for your mic might cut out by accident. <laughs> yeah, or the show might be over. <laughs> Hashtag Illuminati. <laughs> oh man! Like, what about you? Any any crazy sports moments? Well, mine actually involved the Oilers. So there's two of them. One night, uh, you know, the Ranger games would start at five o'clock, being the Eastern Conference time. So, we, so me and my buddy Dave uh, watched uh, watched the uh, Rangers game. I can't remember who they were playing. And then we switched on to the Oilers game and it was the one where they were playing Dallas and it was the Patrick Steffen moment. I watched oh that. I watched that live on Sportsnet <laughs> on TV. Like Steffen goes in and he, and he, whatever he falls like in a million years, that would never happen again. Bergeron. I think it was Bergeron. Yeah, Bergeron turned the puck over and then was it Stoll who got it back? One of them got it back and Stoll like rifles a pass up to Smitty, Smitty to Hemsky and scores. I'm like, I can't believe that just happened, man. And like Ray Ferraro's going nuts and everything. But if you look at that replay, if you go back and watch that clip, like, I don't know, like Stefan, that, that puck skipped over his stick. And then he just biffs it. Like he, he should have tucked that it in. perfect ice that refs all play. Yeah. Right? Like it looked like it hit a rut. Go watch it, man. It hits a rut and goes over his stick. And it was just like, are you, like that would never happen again. And then the other one, obviously, I was at a game live in '97. I think I was in junior high. Yeah, I would have been junior high at the time. And it was the game where the Oilers were playing the Stars. They're down three nothing, and they came back to tie the game. I think it was like three goals in three minutes and thirty seconds. And that place was just a madhouse. Like there was a time period where, like, you go to weren't people leaving the game that game uh i know actually uh, people there were some people that left but most stuck around obviously i mean you're paying big money for playoff tickets but like but that was unbelievable like i never felt that that building shook like especially when they tied the game and then old old punching bag face Buckburger rips it home in overtime and (laughs) uh like seriously do you remember that guy he would drop the gloves with anybody and i don't think he ever won a fight that guy who was he coaching recently uh he was coaching in edmonton uh well was it edmonton where he was like laying down in front of no he was no he was coaching in the a so yeah there was that story about him where he where he was really pissed off because his guy he was trying to teach his guys how to block shots and apparently they just weren't getting it so 
yeah, you know the story. Like he goes and uh, he goes and starts blocking shots. He's not even wearing any shin pads or anything. He didn't even have a helmet on. I thought. Well, I mean that doesn't surprise me, man. <laughs> that guy was a warrior, though. Like Bucky was a warrior. I'll give him that. There were times in ball hockey. You remember that? Whenever someone would block a shot in ball hockey, and the whole bench would just yell "Buck Burger." Like, oh, yeah. oh that was the best. <laughs> I was at Yeri Curry's retirement night. That was pretty cool. How was that? I, I liked how Edmonton did those retirement nights where they had the guy skate around in the jersey and yeah, he's like full uniform. Yeah. And uh, that night, Gretzky was there, and he, Gretzky actually passed it to Curry, and he went and ripped one home on the empty net. It was pretty cool. That's awesome. Can you imagine him if he yeah. if he fell like Patrick Steffen? <laughs> no doubt, and just missed. Oh man, that's awesome. That is that is so much fun. Yeah, so uh well we uh yeah we had some stuff I think we were gonna talk about, but uh we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break here. But after the break, we got yourselves a hell of a treat. We've got Devin Chang from Chang Performance. He's gonna talk to us uh, a little bit about fitness and mostly probably we're gonna ask him about some craft beer and some food selections. So uh stick around for that. Uh this is Jimmy Ward and Philip Stockley on what's the chat radio or podcast. And welcome back to What's the Chat podcast. Uh, Jimmy here with you, obviously with Phil. We got a special guest on the program. Our very first guest here on What's the Chat podcast. We have Devin Chang from Chang Performance. Uh, not only is he a personal trainer, whatever that is, uh, he is my future brother-in-law. Yes, he uh, decided to take on the responsibility of marrying my sister and uh, Godspeed to him for doing that. So, Devin, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, guys. So, my question, my first question for you, Dev, is I think about going for a run or going to the gym, and I would rather probably do anything else in the world. What made you want to do this for a career and uh, basically every single day? <laughs> hey phil i'm right with you man every time i think about running or going to lift weights i'm like yeah i'd rather not no honestly it's it's um it started a while ago because actually growing up i was never the most in shape kid ever um i was athletic to a certain point but i always struggle with you know weight and and stuff like that um and then kind of as i grew up i i kind of you know changed course a little bit and just wanted to uh, help other people kind of, you know, maybe navigate some of the same things that I did when I, when I was younger. Um, and obviously keeping healthy and, uh, you know, active and, you know, cause everyone wants to live for, for a long time. And, um, I wouldn't mind doing that. And, um, yeah, I feel pretty good after. So, um, just wanted to help people and, um, you know, help them, uh, navigate that whole fitness thing and uh, personal growth and all that, all that stuff. So that's kind of where, where that came from. Um, well, one of the questions I actually wanted to ask you was, I, I find most people struggle with, I, I think people are on board with wanting to get healthy and working out and like, but where do you start? Like, how do you start? Yeah, that, that's, that's the million dollar question though, right? 
Um, cause, cause again, I, I, I asked that same thing. I mean, I, I started my journey, um, with, with a personal trainer and I'm actually, I actually work with him, um, to, to the, this day, we, we train out of the uh, same facility and, um, I still have a personal trainer. I have someone that I touch base with every month or so that helps me stay on track. Um, and that's just my story, right? That that's where, where I started. Um, uh, but honestly, if, if you find that you're having trouble um, kind of understanding where the heck do I start? Hire a professional. Um, you know, all these professional athletes, Connor McDavid, Sidney Crosby, all these guys, they all have trainers. Jimmy Ward. Jimmy Ward, exactly. <laughs> add, add, a, add a third name to that, that list. <laughs> but, I just but, thought it. <laughs> it's kind of like a, you can't really put a price on your health, right? Well, well, no. I mean, you know, if your car your car breaks down, you take it in to get it fixed, and that usually costs you way more than it costs to hire a trainer for a month or two to at least help you get started. And obviously, I'm pretty biased towards trainers, but um, if you don't know what you're doing, then how do you expect to do it safely and properly? Right? Learn first. Have have someone that can help you and teach you properly, and then you're good to go for a while right so that's just kind of my, my two cents yeah absolutely i found so sorry go ahead phil so my my question was going to be so obviously right now uh is is a very it's very strange times we're going through the covid19 virus where everybody's stuck inside um what how how important would you say it is to be active in a time like this when uh, people do feel like they're stuck inside and not getting any any physical activity. Like like, how much more important do you find it is right now? Yeah, I mean it's 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 crucial, honestly. Um, you know, without going too nerdy here, but I mean, there's been countless studies and research done that being physically active um, helps with your mental health, but obviously your your physical well being too. Um, I know for, for me and a lot of people that, that, that I know, maybe not Jimmy, I don't know, but um, if you haven't been active for, for, for a few days, you, you kind of start feeling like garbage. I know I, know I, I personally do, so um, it just gets the blood going, gets the endorphins going, um, and also helps with, with, with the mental side of all this too, right? Um, let alone all the immunity factors that uh, being physically active and, and relatively well-conditioned um, uh, can can help you with right so but the main thing is is just starting like there's so many resources out there just something is better than nothing right as long as that something is 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 safe how would you uh how would you say you avoid uh because everybody you know they talk about those january gym gym goers and then sort of the honeymoon period wears out how would you recommend to those that they don't sort of just tail off and they, they can kind of keep going after once they've started, like what kind of advice can you give those people? Yeah, that's actually a great question. Cause I mean, I, I know every January myself and a lot of my uh, uh, peers, um, they, they encounter a lot of people like that. Um, and the best advice I can give is ha- have a plan. Um, is if, if you go into something blind, um, you know, you're, you're going to get lost. And again, I can relate it back to, to my, my own, own experiences. I didn't really know what I was doing in the gym. 
uh, let alone if I was doing it properly. And I was lost. And then I, I sought some help at first and I kind of got on track and had ju- just enough to get started and not kill myself. Um, but ha- have a plan. Once you have a plan, it makes it a little bit easier to actually navigate and stick with it. Um, speaking of plans, have you guys been able to navigate sort of how your particular business looks amongst the uh, isolation per se? Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, there's a lot of people out there that are struggling. Um, you know, a lot of local businesses, obviously, a lot of mom and pa shops, um, uh, single business owners. So I know for us personal trainers and a lot of the a lot of my uh, peers, um, a lot of us are trying to uh, train online. So having online clients, um, I know a lot of people already have online clients, but maybe getting a more of an influx of online clients to help people that way. Um, but a lot of our clients are training with us over Zoom. And they're absolutely amazing. All, all the clients out there have been awesome and wanting to help support us, but also help uh, continue their, their health and fitness goals. Um, you know, especially with this whole COVID-19 thing going on, right? Where everyone's world has just been tossed upside down. So everyone's kind of fighting just to make it through. Why don't you take us through a little bit what, what that was kind of like when I, like, I, I wouldn't know how it would have gone. Uh, when you found out that the gyms were closing and uh, for the foreseeable future? Uh, honestly, at first I was like, man, this is going to be like a mini vacation. Um, but then reality set in and I kind of educated my, my, myself more on what this COVID-19 was and, and how serious it actually was. Um, I just reached out to all, all my clients, letting them know that so this is what was going on and uh, these were the contingency plans that uh, Chang Performance had to help them through this. So a lot, a lot of my clients I provided with uh, home workouts based on what they had access to. And then obviously a handful of my clients, I am doing sessions um, via Zoom. And then I picked up some online clients as well, helping them that way. And then just being active on social media, just trying to keep everyone motivated and you know, kind of sharing what's what what I do at home, what Sarah and I do at, at home in terms of working out and give them some tips and hints, uh, just to help them navigate this whole this whole thing with not having a gym and basically being in a brand new world. So, and I know a lot of people are uh, scrambling to evolve and um, adapt to this whole thing. One of the other things I wanted to ask is, do you see with this new online kind of thing going on, do you see once we come out of COVID that there this will be some sort of hybrid system of training where, you, where people will be more open to doing a combination of online and in person? This is a really good question. Um, I actually never gave too much thought into that in particular. However, I know that um, a lot of us do a bit of a hybrid approach anyways. I feel coming out of this, a lot of trainers or and fitness professionals, especially, um, they're they would have been forced to adapt and g- give just give it a shot. And I think a lot of people are going to come out of it, myself included, having a greater appreciation for being more diverse, not just having one-on-one clients, but being able to help more people 
more effectively with, yes, you know, a blend of one-on-one clients or small group clients in person, but then also having some online sessions as well. That's amazing. That's amazing, Devin. Uh, uh, obviously, like I'm one of those people who would stand by personal trainers. I think they're great. I think they, if you're someone like me who, who needs that kind of motivation, because once they <laughs> turn their back, I'd grab my bag and take off. But no, um, <laughs> One of the things I want, I'd probably, I'd probably teach Dev a thing or two about yeah. fitness. Oh, I'd be sure. Yeah, it's easy to work out in a great body. Let me show you to do it in a terrible one. Uh, so, anyways, uh, we're gonna take a quick break, but after the break, we're gonna talk about uh, one of the things is Dev is a very, uh, he's a lover of craft beer and local eatery. So we're gonna, we're gonna touch a little bit on that because that's a little more fun here. Okay, I'm already tired just talking about fitness, so. Join us after the break. Uh, Yeah, we're going to talk about some craft beer and some eatery. And welcome back to What's the Chad podcast. Chad, what's the Chad? What's the chat podcast? Sorry, folks. Um, Yeah, so we're back here and... uh, one of the things that Dev is known for, and he sort of kind of got me into, was uh, the craft beer scene. Um, you know, I'd had craft beer before, but ever since I met Dev, it sort of accelerated the uh, my my interest in it. And so I wanted to talk to him a bit about craft beer. And so we all kind of got our own drinks here. Um that we that we all kind of enjoy uh for phil he's he's not a he's not an alcohol beverage guy so we're gonna find out what he's having here in a minute but uh i i was gonna go with a beer but i'm not gonna lie guys i grabbed a white claw (laughs) so i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna crack this open there we go and uh but i want to talk about the beer that i i've kind of i was gonna actually drink um it was a it was a beer called lav l-a-v and it was actually from Serbia. And and the cool thing about this craft beer kind of scene is like you get to try so many different things from around the world. And um it's 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 awesome. It's just it's awesome just to try different things. Uh we we definitely recommend that you all drink responsibly. But uh if you get a chance, I mean there's nothing better than conversation and a and a little drink. So so Dev, take it away. What what are you having tonight? Yeah, so right now I'm having um, an Estonian beer called Pajala. Pajala, which means Nordic in Estonian. Um, and the reason why that's significant is, is for, for one, it's one of my favorite beers. But um, you may not be able to tell by looking at me, but I am half Estonian. And, <laughs> and if, if, if no one's heard of Estonia, it's uh, basically in the Baltics. Um, it's west of Russia. It borders Russia. And uh, I discovered this um, orange goat beer. Everybody knows the chain clan in Estonia. Yeah, everyone <laughs> does. Everyone does, obviously. I stuck out like a sore thumb in Estonia, I'll tell you that much. Um, <laughs> but, the, <laughs> but this one here is an orange ghost Um it's a fruity beer. I'm a big fan of, of, of citrus uh, beers. It's also a little bit sour, big fan of sours. Um, and it was one of my favorite beers that I had while I was over in Europe, especially in Estonia. So I'm glad that I was able to find it here, and it's delicious. Philip, what are you having here for the folks? So I'm not I, – I do not drink alcohol. Um, so – I kind of didn't want to be left out. I wanted to be a part of this uh, 
this, this party, so I actually went and got a craft cola today. Ooh. Yeah, so uh, so I'll crack this open and we'll we'll see how she tastes. Give us a, give us give us a review. Let's go. What nice smell right off the bat. Yep. I'm drinking a lime white claw. Uh, I do say that if you do go for a flavor, I do recommend the black cherry. Um, uh, it's a it's a seltzer, so it, it's it's nice. It doesn't leave you kind of that bloating feeling that sometimes sparkling waters can leave, like neutrals or nudes. But uh, yeah, definitely, I would say if you just want to sip and and just relax with the with some friends and family. This is definitely a great choice. Uh, in terms of craft beer, it's funny because most people say, well, I don't like beer, but a lot of times there's so many different kinds. Like you said, there's sours, there's lagers, there's IPAs, you know, there's, there's ales, meatitos. Oh, meatitos <laughs> are amazing, expensive, but amazing. And so it's funny because you'll start to talk to these people and be like, well, I don't like beer for this reason. And so you'll be out with them. Uh, and, and at a craft beer place, like we used to go to Beer Revolution all the time, and we'd be like, "Well, here, why don't you try this?" And then all of a sudden they try it and they go, "Oh man, like this is amazing! I've never had anything like this before." And it's like people don't realize what they may or may not like, and that's that's the thing I love about craft beer. And then you can literally have a conversation. It's just a great conversation starter. I agree. I agree. I mean, it's like, hey, let's, what's this funky beer? And then you're like, ah, I'll try it anyways. And, you know, you get the small little eight ounces and you try it like, wow. And then yeah. you have a five-minute conversation about the beer and then that leads to another beer and you just keep talking about beer. It's great. Yeah, no, it's awesome. Philip, where did you get this cola from? Craft Cola, I've never even well, heard of this. So, yeah, it's actually, it actually all uh, ties back to Dev. Uh, so just like Estonia, I always see Dev on Instagram. <laughs> on Instagram, Dev is always going to these uh, local restaurants, local places, and I think it was last week he was at a place called Woodshed Burger. Woodshed Burger, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I told my wife Tessa, I'm like, that looks amazing. We got to go check this place out. So to find out that you can actually get their menu at workshop eatery in the south side which is a lot closer to me yep so so yeah so they have these craft sodas there so they have they have cola they have uh ginger ale root beer and orange creamsicle craft sodas they're like and i've tried the root beer and now tonight i'm trying the cola they it's pretty good Okay, so Phil, let's 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 get to the meat and potatoes of all this. What did you slam back while you were there? I know you got a burger, bud. Come on. Yeah, so so I actually I actually texted Devin right off the bat and I said, Okay, I'm going to check out this burger place. What should I get? And he uh, he recommended the juicy Lucy. So that is what I got. <laughs> it was pretty unreal. It was awesome. And then they got these like wicked onion rings too. I don't know, Dev, if uh, if you want to speak on the onion rings, you kind of sold me on them. Man, the onion rings are the size of a tire, weren't they? Oh yeah. Like like you get, I think five or six onion rings, but you know you could probably outfit two and a half cars with them. It's it's they're insane. And Where they you can't eat any more than like five, four, five. 
<laughs> were they Fuck. the thick cut? Oh, they were thick. Ah, yeah, I'm a thin cut guy though. But hey, but they've got like a batter on them too. Yeah, like batter and they um they uh, pass the onion ring test. You know when you break an onion ring apart, mm-hmm. if, if the onion slides out, no good. But the onion like had a little little, little bit of a snap to it, and that's how you know. Oh, that's interesting. So, Phil, what was on this uh, old Juicy Lucy here? What was on the burger? I, be- I believe it was like a. Uh, it was it was actually like pretty simple. It wasn't too too out there. So it had like the they have like their own sauce, I believe, on there. Yeah, and like lettuce, onion. I, I I honestly can't remember off the top of my head what was on it. It was it was really good though, and I think it had like rib rib in it or something. Ooh. It was a I think I think I could could be wrong. Uh, the the beef I think is called Nor Nore Nore beef. Anyway, it's a high quality beef, and I believe the Juicy Lucy had um, beef brisket or beef short rib stuffed inside. That's what it was. Yeah, yes. yeah, unreal. And and then so then my wife ordered the kernel too, which was a chicken sandwich. And we uh, we split, so she had half of the juicy Lucy, and I had half of the kernel. That's got to be the best part about relationships, right there, eh, bud? When you can't decide, <laughs> oh, yeah. you do the halfers. My wife and I do that all the time. Absolutely game changing. Was the chicken sandwich breaded? Yeah, but Ooh. it was like super good. Ooh. Like, and I've never really seen. Like, I know, I believe, like places in the states do pickles on their chicken sandwiches. Yeah, bread and butter p- pickles usually. Like, it's really popular. I think with the Nashville hot oh, sandwiches. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and like it works, and it was like so good. So that's amazing. Honestly, guys, go check it out. Uh, they are a local company. Uh, you know, trying to survive like everybody else. Woodshed Burgers. Uh, if you go to Woodshed Burgers, it will take there. There will be a link right on that page to Workshop Eatery. It's the same menu. Mm-hmm. Go check it out. So good. So there's one. You said there's one on the north. One is where is the so one on the south, which is Workshop, and then Wood. Yeah, it's like in Summerside. Area. Okay, and then where is Woodshed? Uh, so Woodshed is downtown. I believe it's on 124th. I can't remember the, the uh, cross street, but um, it's on 124th, the main the main drag there. Um, yeah, awesome place. Awesome place. So I definitely uh, recommend checking it out. Check out their Instagram as well. Um, they post a lot of unreal pictures, and uh, you're gonna get a craving for for some good old burgers after that. I'll tell you that much. We'll, we'll be yeah. If you go to their Instagram page, you will be eating there within the week. <laughs> <laughs> within the hour. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Uh, speaking of kind of local local stuff, and 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 uh, Dev and I, uh, we we found he just he led me on a path of a particular liquor store, uh, Sherbrooke Liquor Store which is just off 118th on that traffic circle Gross. that has, no, 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 not, not the one you're thinking of. You're thinking of the old hood where you got robbed. Um, I'm, no. <laughs> I'm talking about Are the 118th. Okay? He's, there's only one traffic circle in 118th. There isn't, one. bud. There's it's another the, it, one. It's the, it's the traffic circle um, on St. Albert Trail that leads up to 137th. 
That was Ari. That yeah. was Phil's. Phil yeah, just had Ari. flashbacks. That's why he's flipping yeah. out here. <laughs> anyway, so this Sherbrooke lick. No, no. This Sherbrooke liquor store is the the place that has like the largest craft beer selection. Like, basically, grab a couple of your mates, head on over. Uh, it'll be like a like a like a field trip for adults. <laughs> and it was amazing because we did. Do you remember Dev before the world shut down? We did that 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 beer tasting party. Yeah. And and I where you got for that's where yeah, exactly it's where I got it. And so we uh we ended up doing. Remember we got that what was it? It was like a four liter jug of beer and they pumped the CO two in. Yeah, it was the uh, growler. Yeah, but what was the beer called? It was something rosy something remember it was named after yeah, Rosie, yeah. and that's why i got it i just remember it as the rosie so mm-hmm. whenever i think of that beer or whenever i think of your wife i think of that kind of beer so oh man like that <laughs> that <laughs> that beer was amazing like yeah, that, was really was just a, that was just amazing uh another place you tried uh you were talking about seps pizza oh boy i had never heard of this and then you had you'd fired me uh you fired me a snap there an old snapchat of this pizza and i said hey, hey, hey where's this from yeah, honestly, up until a week ago, I had never heard of Seps either. I have um, some clients on Instagram. They they uh, posted that they were going to this place called Seps. I'm like, oh, this sounds awesome. And it's more New York style pizza, so that kind of thin, uh, uh, not quite crunchy, not quite doughy, kind of in between. Um, and it's fantastic. Um, the flavors unreal they use a lot of local ingredients obviously another local place and uh phenomenal pizza absolutely phenomenal that um, just sound what's it called steps it's steps s-e-p-p-s oh my gosh like right up my alley just the way you're describing that in terms of pizza because i mean you and i had uh there were we you and i had talked to we had gotten uh what was it called i'm mixing up my words here uh paninis Paninis. Yeah, we were all over Paninis for a while. And Another so great place. Well, Paninis is a great place. Phil, uh, you know, I know uh, the South Side's not as cool, but what's going on on the South for local eating? Um, you know what? There's a few. There's a few good places that you could hit up. My my local Donair shop. I talked about it in the first episode. I got to give them a shout out. It's called Roma's. Mm-hmm. It's right on One Nineteenth. Uh, just just south of the white mud but i think they do the best donair in the city 100 oh here we go here we go i have i have eaten a lot of donairs in my day i'll give you that uh you know (laughs) me and jimmy actually we did go on a quest when we were in college together on to find the best donair ever and i think i found it do you remember that trash one we took darren cooper to it like beef jerky. On <laughs> oh my gosh! It's like beef jerky on a. I don't even, on a pita. <laughs> I don't even remember what this place call was called, but it was just. It was honestly, it was like, hey man, I cooked up some wood ashes for you in a pita. <laughs> oh, it was brutal. It was just absolutely wow. brutal. Um. Yeah. There's also uh, Square One Coffee. The little cafe right in the same area, just on 119th, south of the, the white mud there. If you just come down 119th, square one coffee's right there. Uh, great little cafe. They've also got another location out at the outlet mall at the airport. Yeah. Too. 
That's awesome. There was uh one there was yeah, one more place I wanted to ask you guys about because I've never been, but I've I've heard a lot of hype and uh Northern Chicken. Oh boy. I've seen it, never been. Okay. Nev, step in. Yeah. So outside of beer and pizza, I'm really promoting health and fitness right now. Yeah, and um, fitness apparently. <laughs> I mean, that, you know, that's why we work out, right, guys? Is so we can go out and support local businesses. Yeah, I usually um, skip out the I usually skip the working out part. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's throwing. Uh, <laughs> so Northern Chicken is another place I kind of just stumbled upon, and they're uh, fr- fried chicken. Um, and they have they have outside of their fried chicken, they have this one dish. It's Doritos mac and cheese, and it's exactly as it sounds. Um. Sounds like a Northside dish through. And oh, it's more fancy than that. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, it's not. You got to cut up the hot dog and throw it in. Man, can't knock mac and cheese and hot dogs. That was unreal. But I mean, you 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 can pick from uh, regular fried chicken, Nashville hot, super hot, or stuff that you have to sign a waiver for. Um, very good chicken. Awesome Doritos mac and cheese, what? and their chicken sandwich is off the charts. I should have signed a waiver when we went to the Globe. <laughs> 35, 15 cent wings. Um, so you you know me. I'm a huge chicken sandwich guy. Like yes. when it comes to fried chicken, I'm not not so much like the fried chicken aspect, but like um what do they have a fried chicken sandwich there? Northern chicken, yes. It's oh. they have it, it it's huge. Again, same as the onion rings, it's the size of a tire. Um, this chicken sandwich put me out. I was out for a good hour and a half on <laughs> dreaming. So it was, it was that good. I finished it. Yeah, I don't know if I could. So my other question is, do they have a bun that can handle it? Cause that is the key. And with any kind of burger sandwich or anything, you gotta be able to have a bun or the bread or something that's gotta be able to handle that much glory. Can, oh. does it handle it? Oh, it, 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 it handles it. I mean, Texas cut toast, like two and a half uh, inches thick. Yeah, and it's I like nice it. and crispy on the outside, and then nice and nice and uh, not too chewy on the inside, but just enough give, but it, it doesn't fall fall apart. Yeah, that is absolutely so. Once so once the world reopens and we can go to these places. Me and Jamie are going to go try some of these foods out. You're welcome to join us. I'll be there. I'll I'll, I'll drive you guys. Perfect. Yeah, we could yeah, use a ride. No, honestly, though, Jamie, if you can... they're still open. I mean, they're 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 serving up um, delivery, so they have their own delivery service. They're also you can also get them through Uber Eats. Uh, skip the dishes, um, and then you can also go for uh, takeout as well. That's been the. That's been the worst part about living this far north is my skip the dishes options are not, they're not, they're not up there. But I feel if you're anywhere downtown, like you're money. Yeah. You're absolutely money. That is the best. Like what's Phil, what's your, you do, you don't do skip, eh? We were talking about that. No, no, don't do, don't do skip the dish. I don't like the delivery thing. Not a huge fan of the delivery thing. I I like to do it. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's not too bad, but yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I guess that's it for our show. Uh, I want to thank Dev. Dev, thanks for coming on with us. Uh, we're hoping that we can uh, boost the ratings by having you. <laughs> and, or decrease, uh, that's another one. And if plug, not, we'll never... Plug the Instagram page. Pardon? What's your Instagram? Instagram page is Chang Performance. 
I thought it'd be I. And we'll uh, we'll tag it on our Instagram. Absolutely. And we'll tag all of these restaurants on our Instagram. Absolutely. Yeah. We, uh, we uh, appreciate it. So obviously all, all the small businesses and uh, everyone out there just trying to make ends meet. Uh, greatly appreciate it. And I know that they'll appreciate us uh, eating there as well. Absolutely. Get a, get a chance Absolutely. to check these places out. Get to know these people. Um, just an amazing time. Dev, once again, thank you very much uh, for What's the Chat podcast. This is Jimmy Ward and Phil Stockley saying good night. Good morning or good afternoon, and we will see you guys next week. Take care. Thanks, guys. guys.